0: Learn more at marines.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, where we're going to be playing smooth jazz.
1: Yes, what a beautiful Friday to speak in smooth jazz. <laughs> DK, you laugh, but this is an awesome way to do the show today
0: definitely laugh what people don't know is that we actually do this all the time
1: to test our microphones you know what there's photography behind you and you know what dk (laughs) when you speak like this people love to be around that's right
0: that's why i have photography here (laughs) by the way this episode of the ramon foster show is brought to you by the get-go cafe and market yes that's right we could do this the whole show. I swear we could. But you know what? It's such a good test of the mics, yeah. isn't it? Like it? It is. Because on the headphones especially, it sounds like, whoa, so these guys are
1: smooth. You know, they're probably saying, this Ramon fella, he laughs and talks too much. You know what I said? Well, you can get this voice all day long. All well, right. You know,
0: one thing that can definitely change my tone of voice, talk talking... To. Talking about Matt Canada. Let's talk about Matt Canada. Let's do that.
1: And now we're
0: back. We're back. We're back. And, and, we're you know, you know. These first three days of training camp have not yeah. shown Moan like a whole lot of plays. I mean, you're not. This isn't the place to show off what you're going to nah, do. Okay. Nah. Uh, the hip pocket, I believe, is where the head coach keeps those. But yeah. the one thing you see from this offense already is a lot of way left and way right. Student body left, yeah. student body right. And yeah. that's actually kind of, you know...
1: His style. What, what, it's what his you were style. Looking for?
0: Yeah, and well, it's what he was probably looking for, in fairness, yeah, last yeah. season, and really couldn't run. Because the other part of this student body thing is that the quarterbacks are going with them.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, and, and that's where... Uh, that's where I think. Like, <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I will say that's part of the youth as far as having guys that are willing to, you know, kind of switch up a little bit. Uh, Mason's a younger guy. Mitch is a young guy. And, you know, of course, Kenny Pickett is a young guy as far as, look, I can get these guys to do whatever I want them to. I will say this a little bit. When you inherit a veteran quarterback, when you inherit a guy that's, that, let's be real, they like to say stuck in their ways. And it's not a bad thing when I say that, DK, because no, it's he worth it. He it. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Uh, You don't want to necessarily change what they do. You want to kind of, you know, go to the car with them and just let them drive. And that's kind of what he did with Ben. And now it's his system. And that's also, DK, to your point, that's where a little bit more of the pressure comes into as far as his job. That's where a little bit more of what does your offense look like? Because if for anything, whether it was Cavs pick or whether it was Cavs free agent or not, you got Mitch Trubisky. OK, you also got Kenny Pickett. You had at least a say so in those guys. We saw you visiting with Malik Willis. We saw you at Pitt's Pro Day with him. I know that's the standard protocol as far as it goes, but I'm just naming rookie quarterbacks that the coordinator actually saw in person. So you knew what you were getting yourself into and being the fact that you can't lean on on seven anymore as far as, hey, we well, got to do what he wanted in the offense. I'm willing I can't wait to the first preseason game to see what it's going to look like because there'll be a lot of fluff thrown out there but we will get what the actual thesis of what a Matt Canada offense is going to look like in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's the the quarterback factor in this is so big uh, because the other component that's come out of all these student body east west plays yeah is that Trubisky in particular more than any of them yeah. he sees an opportunity to turn up field and it does not look or feel like his oh. second choice do you follow what I'm saying here like it, planned. it almost looks like please don't Think I'm comparing the two, but it almost looks like the way Lamar Jackson gets to the line of scrimmage and yeah. then just doesn't hesitate. He doesn't do it as a last resort. I'm gonna say it again, Moan, because someone's gonna accuse me of comparing Mr. <laughs> Mister Lamar Jackson. I'm only talking about that one specific facet of it. Yeah, and and, and that in and of itself. Is something that the other team, the defenses, they hate preparing for this stuff. Yeah. They hate it, like technically,
1: you get an extra body, you get another yeah. athlete out there. As far we as hey, we got to, we got to dedicate somebody to this person, you know, and, and that's what you're. You're absolutely right. They don't want that necessarily because it takes away from the defensive plan. I think that also goes into the fact of whoever the coordinator said what he said about Lamar. Or, or or whatever the guy said about um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you take his first read. It's because, truthfully, although they have been stopped, you don't know how to stop them every single game. To so your point about like defenses, like NFL, they're smart as heck. They just are. Okay. And defensive coordinators take pride in shutting guys down. So if you do have that quarterback that has that option to run the ball and get out of the pocket, it kind of throws their 11 on 11 off because you're not really prepared for the running quarterback at all times. And if that's what they have in Pittsburgh, as far as I know, you know, we saw Kenny Pickett run. We know Mitch is an athletic type of guy. I think Mason is more of a pocket guy, but we see what type of quarterbacks they have in Pittsburgh right now. And that that can be a weapon. If they also know how to protect themselves outside of the pocket to DK, just to throw
0: this at you, just for fun, because we we can all, I I don't want to get into definitely any kind of, you know, critiquing or whatever of of the version of Ben that we saw last year, because he probably outperformed most people's expectations. Realistically, I remember, and I used to, joke about this at the time that it would happen that when Ben would roll out to the right and it happened maybe once every two games Yeah, when he would roll out to the right Moan that play had a 100% success rate yeah man you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: it was, it was breaking tendencies there
0: because because it was something it was there was a little bit off the off the the predictable path here, and it really and it really really worked. And I think the less predictable this offense is in general, the more effective it's going to be.
1: And and this is the other part too. As far as the guys up front and just the the flow of the offense, that type of student body left and right as far as the passing game goes, DK, is something that that helps those guys up front. Again, they are a new group that have to come together. And the less you can have them in positions to where they're one-on-ones or they find guys that are new starters or you got two or three new pieces working together in the middle, oh, you see what I'm saying? Then you kind of hide their deficiencies too. We used to, absolutely hate one-on-ones because we look at other teams like all they do is run left and run right and throw the ball like it's play action is you know those types of things that we wished we had Yeah, your feet
0: are moving and you're using other techniques to stop the guy that don't involve bulldozing him.
1: Exactly. Or we can redirect them on play action type of stuff. So that's where that student body left and right stuff you're seeing in practice should benefit those guys' growth as far as protection and and whatnot moving forward. That's a great point. When we come back, more of the Ramon
0: Foster Show. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. We're going to talk about not really Anthony Miller, but Anthony Miller coming or being on a team where he doesn't have a lot of room to make the team because he's a wide receiver. And the funny thing is, Moan, like they genuinely like this kid. Yeah, man. And yet they kept bringing in receivers over his head. You know, and, and yeah. probably the best example of that isn't even the draft picks or anybody, but it, like a Miles Boykin. Yeah. I mean, you, could, yeah. you could make an argument. Maybe they didn't need Miles Boykin. Maybe that was something of a luxury here. But there are a lot of players that do this, Moen, and I've never understood it. How do you not, like, see an NFL roster and say, you know, I, 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 I don't want to go there. Yeah. I could play in Jacksonville, yeah. man. There's place for me in
1: Jacksonville. Well, first and foremost, that place is miserable. Okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, But no, 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 no. Like being very serious about it, this is the 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 sports side of what guys usually think. Like, I'm not going to count myself out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably what they're thinking. Oh, that's a challenge. I'm going to take it on. But I'll say this: it's it's been so many times I've been in positions to where I know guys have balled out, and I also knew they weren't going to make the team. Like, that is a part of it. you like, like, look at our group. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, because what? That's all I wanted but, to ask. Because, was-
1: like, the initial group is set already. Like, you know, okay, let's go through the wide receiver room real quick, not to just counsel yourself out because you can create a role for yourself. You can be a hell of a special team, but that's where that comes into play. DK, as far as like, man, we got too many receivers. Oh, we got too many linebackers. Oh, we got too many DBs. And specifically at those positions, uh, and, and let's just say this. We look at that group and we say, all right, you know you got Calvin. You know you got Deontay. You know you got Chase. You know you got George. You know you got – I'm naming off a bunch of guys that are pretty much, at this point, roster locks. And you got to say, man, it might be one position. It might be one, and there's probably two guys killing it. And you know for a fact, like, he probably not going to make the team. And it has been times where I've gotten attached to guys where I've, like, they've been behind me, and I'm like, well, hell, I know I'm not about to lose this spot this year, you know, or I see a guy working behind Pounce, but I know, look, B.J. Finney is the guy. He's going to be center guard center on game day. This kid is having a heck of a camp, but he still doesn't have a shot. And all you can hope is this. Don't let this kid quit on himself. Don't let this kid forget that there's other opportunities out there for himself. Yeah, or maybe a, we bring him back on practice squad. Mm-hmm.
0: That's actually what I wanted to ask you about was the whole, you know, uh, we mentioned Anthony Miller on the show yesterday, you know, and the and the out route that he ran and he was huffing and yeah. puffing and everything here, and it, it just the effort, the heart that's involved yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we talk about the, the heart that the star players at the great players show, Najee Harris's yeah. heart or whatever. Well, I mean, I can make an argument that it's kind of easier to do, you know, to be really into something when yeah. you're you're getting the results. You know, everything's mm-hmm. coming back your way. Mm-hmm. You're getting an immediate feedback. A lot of these guys, nice. you know, they call them camp bodies or whatever. I know you don't, yeah. but, but yeah. well, we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Camp bodies, guys that just kind of fill the ninety man. And, yeah, but they know, they know yeah. they're they're either going to end up, you know, somewhere and where do you where do you go? Yeah, no. this football's not like any other sport. You can't just make it. And baseball players can go to Japan or wherever else. Your hockey players, yeah. basketball players can go all over the world. Yeah, when you're, when you're out of the NFL, you're you're getting on with it. You're getting on with
1: the life. Yeah, it, it is that way, DK. It's and I'll say this too, just to you know, peel back the curtains a little bit. It's only been one or two times that I've actually been surprised by who made roster and who didn't make roster. Like that's just what it is. And this is the point that you were making. You have to go hard. It was. It's two instances in which I was like, "What him?" And and and. But other than that, after at eleven years, DK. You you pretty much kind of know what you're getting yourself into, and that's why Coach Tomlin kind of has his his mantra that look, don't be a dead man walking. This is probably going to happen about the third week in camp, third fourth week going into camp. Maybe when they get to the south side, and he's going to make that speech. If I know him like I like like I know him, is don't be a dead man walking. And it's so funny I could see guys walking around St. Vincent College and just being in the position like yeah that guy know he's already cut, and it sucks. But it's the business side, and that's why I said earlier when you gave me what well, was it yesterday, you gave me the appreciation of watching Anthony Miller work, and, and like you saying like he's giving this all like this stuff isn't automatic. It ain't just one of those easy things to where this guy is going to be all right. Like it's a lot of guys that this camp is probably going to be their last one, and I know we're you know not supposed to be doing this on a Friday today, but. This is what the process of building a team is. Like, you got to sift and find out the guys that's going to work right for you. And those guys also got to attack every single day as if it is their last day. Because we talked about my knee issue in camp. I thought that was it for me. But you get back up and you think to yourself, not me. Not going to happen. I'm going to fight back. And like I said, for the smaller skill guys, that's why it's super important for them to not be a primary wide receiver. You better be an all world special teamer.
0: There is so much to be said for how coaches emphasize track and borderline celebrate when somebody who totally was not expected to make Man. the 53 and they make it. And you know what I'm talking about because it gets celebrated in the locker room too.
1: Stefan Logan, remember him? Yes. The Canadian, when he came from the Canadian League?
0: Yep. He made
1: the team on the last preseason game. And and on on one play. On one play?
0: Uh, I mean, not not literally on one play, but there was one play that cemented it. And Mike Tomlin still tells that story, but there's other guys too, and they earn it over camp. You know, Tuzar Skipper's in camp now, and you know, and I know that the first moment he he gets a sack in a preseason game, it's going to be Tuzar. Yeah, yeah. If you remember from a couple of years ago. But this is this is a guy who came out of nowhere and 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 found a way to make well, enough of an impact.
1: Another guy that had to honestly, we hope that he didn't get posted picked up by somebody was Chris Hubbard. You yeah. remember his journey. Yeah. Smaller guy ended up coming from UAB and working his way in. And you're like, man, just keep working. Didn't make it this year. You're on practice squad. Didn't make it the next year you're on practice squad. Next thing you know, he makes it, end up starting to end up getting a nice deal from Cleveland. I, like, I was
0: going to say he ended up getting paid by the Browns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. to your point, we do rejoice in that type of stuff or finding a Roosevelt Knicks. Like, that's, that's why we found, like, we created that, hey, my day one type of guy, because you root for those guys.
0: There's nobody who can compare to Rosie's willingness to put his body on the line for his football team. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, home. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. That would be the Hey Moan segment. Today's entry comes from Jennifer Pruiser and she asks, Hey Moan, do you think it hurts Calvin Austin wearing Juju's old number? Team and players have game plans for 19 last year, so they're already used to looking for that number or does it help because his body type is so different?
1: No, don't matter that is at a all. Different question. <laughs> I'd never expect to be asked something like that, and it is a great question. Uh, but but no, because they only look at the name. Uh, the number matters whenever they start making plays. You can just specifically say, watch 19, 19 is over here. Calvin Nelson's not at that point where he can say, hey, watch 19. They're gonna say, hey, this kid is pretty fast, let's keep an eye on him. Until he makes a niche for himself as far as being, if he is gonna be that speed guy for the Steelers, if he is gonna be that scat back type of guy that kinda helps out and get chunk yards. No, they're going to know that's not Juju. Juju name kind of carries a little bit of weight when you can need to start calling guys by the first name and you know exactly who they are. This isn't Calvin Austin's number to just ride into because I'll say this, DK. We ran into a number duplicate uh, last year with a rookie, did we not?
0: Yeah, we did, and we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But I got to say, I got to say to Jen here that if you take the time to read the one and the nine, on the front of Calvin Austin's jersey, you will soon be reading the one in the nine on the back of his jersey. Yeah. That is how he is breaking away from people. Is he, he is the fastest player on this roster. He will be one of the fastest players in the NFL. Now, we can get excited about that or we can remind people of, uh, you know, guys in the past, Dre Archer, who could fly like the winds and whatever. And, and Chris Rainey, Chris Rainey. Oh my goodness. was another one, but yeah. these guys didn't make it, you know, uh, the cut in the NFL. Uh, this apparently is a different type of player. This is a more complete player. And, uh, I wouldn't look at anything related to his number, including, and it's funny, when I started reading her question, I thought she was actually going to ask you about wearing the number because of, you know, the respect yeah. that Juju yeah. commanded, including in the in the clubhouse and everything else here. Yeah. Uh, that's n- not really no, a thing. No, it's not
1: the case. It's- only a few players that, that you know, either the number don't get used or you hold them for a year or something like that. or You think you have a guy. Because when Dave got 66, everybody was like, oh, he got what? You, because you knew it was because of Fanica. Of like course, you, yeah. you knew that. And Dave lived up to that, too. We can say that. But no in recent history, it. you know, that transfer number from 53 to 53, that didn't add up the same. You got to go earn your keep in this league.
0: Yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still cynical about that. I I don't like the whole 53 thing because it felt like Kendrick Green was being anointed in advance by the head coach, including the minimal reps and preseason games and all that other stuff. It all felt like one thing to me, you know?
1: Yeah, but but I'll I'll say this um, with that I'll considering it was Ben's center, that may have been a little bit of his call too because trying to protect him for the preseason and trying to get him to the regular season being the case too. Uh, That's that's probably a little bit of both of them as far as the decision being made about that because quarterbacks are very finicky about their centers
0: very finicky. You've talked about some of the differences that Ben has observed over the years with those guys and who has sweaty hands and who doesn't and so forth. (laughs) We appreciate the question, Jen. We appreciate everyone listening and watching uh, the Ramon Foster Show. One thing want to ask is if you see something depending on where you uh hear or watch this show that's like a like button or a subscribe button or best of all a review oh man do the reviews make a difference these don't cost you anything just you know just say you know say that moan is awesome you know (laughs) five stars five stars Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, they make a big, big difference in the continuing growth of this program.
1: Thank you all, seriously, and happy weekend and enjoy yourselves.